Welcome back to the From Field to Plate podcast. I'm Jeremiah Dowdy here with Cody Gill. You know him as the short ginger bearded man that I usually hang out with. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not his brother, Matt, because he doesn't speak. We all know that. So if you ever see him, it's like a unicorn. Just wave. It's like a unicorn in the mist. It's here for a second <laughs> and then gone. We're also here. A lot of you have heard me talk to my friend Jeremy before. Uh, he has a company called Get Fit to Hunt or Fit to Hunt. Um, he's not the scariest one over there. If you know Nick, um, Nick is the scariest one over there. He's five times my size. Um, we hugged one time and I broke a rib. Uh, if you've ever met Nick. So Nick, if you're listening. I love you. Um, and I'm glad you finally cut your son's hair. Cause those curls were getting, getting a little crazy and they were yeah. froed out. Um, and he looks just like you. So I'm glad you did that. But anyway, Jeremy, thanks for coming on, bud. Hey, thanks for, uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cody, thanks for being quiet during this podcast. Yep. Yeah. You know, it. Hey, I'm going to try my best to sit here nice and idle. Uh, the reason we are having Jeremy on today and the reason today is January 1st, and I'm going to try to post this today cause it doesn't take me very long to post is, um, unlike Jeremy, if you're watching, if you see this picture at all, he is five foot five and built like a tank. I don't know. What are you? Five, six, five, seven. Uh, I think with shoes on, we'll say five, seven and a half. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Every, every half inch counts. Every, yeah. Yes. Um, and it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy to see his boys bigger than him now. Um, <laughs> but I've known Jeremy for probably 10, 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, back when we were both kind of getting started in this industry and we've always talked, we've always hung out. We've always chit chat about stuff, but Cody and I decided when we looked in the mirror, um, and we both put on a little extra COVID pounds. COVID's been over for two years. It happened. Um, and we were talking about, hey, we need to get kind of fit for this next hunting season. And we started laughing because Cody's like, and we joke, we've joked about it the last like two years too. Like, all right, this this time we're gonna get serious. Hey, let's let's do a competition on our watch. And he's like, yeah, we should like you know like get fit to hunt. And I started laughing. I'm like, well, I I know a guy. Yeah. Um, so reached out to Jeremy, but we wanted to get on and talk kind of a little bit about kind of the programs you have. I know you've got some stuff rolling out for this new year. You've been throwing it up on social media. Uh, and then also kind of set Cody, Cody and I are going to set goals. Um, we've kind of, kind of want to lose a Turkey by Turkey season. Uh, and that's what Jeremy kind of pitched at us. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to shoot like a two and a half pound, um, bolt, um, an egg. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to stomp on an egg this year. That's my, that's my goal. Right. Cody's going to try to shoot, you know, a 24 pound Eastern. Good Lord. Um, but anyway, Jeremy, kind of yeah. explain for the people that don't know what, you know, get fit to hunt is what fit to hunt is about why you started it. You know, you've been in training your whole life. You've been in kind of that physical aspect of it. So, and then we'll talk kind of like why Cody and I want to do what we want to do. So really the, um, the way this whole thing started was just watching TV, right? So I was sitting there watching, um, I think it was, when meat eater first came on and one of the sponsors was wilderness athlete. And I thought to myself, boy, that's, that's a cool concept. You know, this is a supplement company that, you know, still has multivitamins and protein powder and hydration products, but they're, they're, they're driving this niche. They're going towards the, the outdoorsman. And this is about the same time. I don't know if I would necessarily say the timelines really kind of roll identical, but you know, you guys, you got guys like uh, like Cam Haynes that are coming on the scene, and and you're seeing kind of a changing of the what the idea of a hunter could be. All right, and so myself, growing up hunting and fishing, and so as I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, I'm like, in my head, I'm starting to noodle. What if we could put together um, 
some type of training product or philosophy or community that really tied in the, the fitness wellness aspects of this with that outdoor lifestyle. And, and again, initially it was like hunting, fishing, and we were thinking, wow, you know, well, I'm, I'm in St. Louis, we're going to, we're going to do this. And, and quickly I realized that, you know what, in order for this to be successful, we're going to have to create things that anybody can, can do where, wherever they are. And so over the years, and we started this pretty much in the same basement that I'm sitting in right now, um, in the nooks and crannies, we all got day jobs. We all do, you know, different things, but, but, but coaching and training is what I've done for, I guess, going into 26, 27 years now. And so I thought to myself, you know, I'm seeing this opportunity out here. Um, no one else was doing this at the time. Now, now there's, there's other companies that are, that are, you know, working with outdoors, but that's awesome. But I thought if I'm going to do this, I need to do this now. And so that's when I had met Nick, you know, several months ahead of time, he and I, you know, struck up a friendship and I was like, let's start to build these components. You know, what is this going to look like? So ideally, if you want to know the overall arching philosophy of what it is, you know, we use a tagline all the time, like uh, we can train you for the hunt of a lifetime or just hunt for a lifetime. And, and I and I really hang on to that last part of it, because as this thing has started to evolve, um, it's one thing to get a guy ready to go to Alaska to chase a brown bear. OK, we're working with a guy right now and he's out in Maryland and we do what through our remote coaching program. Same thing you and Cody are going to be working on. And um, what I found is that any coach that understands movement patterns should be able to create a good workout if they understand the movement patterns that are necessary for what type of activity you're going to do. Where I think we maybe are a little different is that programming sets and reps, not hard. It's building that relationship with our clients and our followers and, 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 you know, I always say it's cliche to say everybody wants a community, but when you get text messages from people that are genuinely, and, you know, maybe through, you know, West Texas outfitters, you know, you get the same feelings and vibes, um, same thing, Jeremiah, with, with people that you've worked with on recipes and whatnot that are truly appreciative for your friendship and enjoy talking with you and want to talk with you. They want, they, they're, they're craving that conversation. And so, that's kind of where I think the next evolution has kind of started to go into how we design and coach is because it's always been more than just exercise. You know, um, Jeremiah, you're a dad. I'm a dad, right? Cody, I don't know, Cody, if you got yeah. kids or but, Oh yeah, I got I got three critters. Yeah, three critters on the side of the door. Daddy knows um, he's probably got more somewhere else, but <laughs> getting strong is gonna help you belly crawl after that Osceola. It's going to help you go after that elk that's over on the next saddle. You got to cross that. It's going to do all that, right? But the things that kind of come along with becoming stronger, the discipline aspect to it, the um, the brotherhood or sisterhood, we got plenty of women that are running around here doing this too. It, it changes the person. And so it makes them a better father, makes them a better employee, makes them a better... A uh, baseball coach for their kids' um, team makes them a better husband, better wife. Makes all these things. And so we're focusing on more than just the fitness aspects of it, right? We're also trying to help coach people in the idea of, um, you know, do you like your job? 
what do your finances look like? We're not financial planners, but all these things tend to go together. Um, what's your relationship like? I've seen some really fit people with some really crappy relationships and it, and it doesn't, and it doesn't vibe. So when we coach people, it isn't just tell me how many apples you ate this week and how many workouts you did. It's like, I, I need to know more about you. I need to know more about what is going on in your world because if I can understand that work is demanding 50 hours and you've got an hour and a half commute and you haven't been able to get to your workouts because you're spending three hours a day in a car, well, let's start to formulate some other strategies. So through our remote coaching program, that is what we are doing. We we are we are doing more than just, hey, here's this workout. It's going to be it's going to come to your phone. You know, it's going to be super, you're going to love it, right? And, you know, it's going to, it's going to give you a little pinger that says, hey, you didn't do your workout today. It's going to do all that stuff, right? But I think where, I think where it gets different is that, um, I know you guys are very familiar with the concept of, you know, servant leadership. You know, it's, it's what more can we do for the people that follow us, that we work with. And if they don't ever purchase a thing from us, they never purchase a program or, a hat or t-shirt did they did they leave our channel did they leave our page did they leave a conversation with us better and so that's what we're this thing is starting to evolve into not to mention just um here i'll throw the word out there safe space all right it, it's we want it to be that space where um you can be kind you can be uh, you can you can seek greatness. You can um, treat people, you know, with the utmost respect. But you can still subscribe to your to your faith. You can still subscribe to your moral compass. You know, this is you. You can be patriotic. You can own guns. God forbid, in some place. You know, you can do all of those things and still be still be a great person to whomever walks up the street, even if they don't agree with you or you agree with them. And and that's kind of where. I see this thing starting to to really get, I guess, a, a stronger foundation or maybe some teeth is that um, the training aspect is, is awesome. But um, what we're doing to help people, not just for that hunt, but to become a better person overall, uh, like Jeremiah, you were talking with helping the talking to the lady about, you know, cooking the meals and whatnot. You're, you're providing something of value to them that should should impact their life positively. So that's that's in a nutshell what we do. Um, you know, as far as our DIY programs, you know, if you want to you want to download a six week elk training program, well, you can do that. You know, do you want us to customize something for you? We can do that. Um, but you should be able to hop on our YouTube channel and and play and come away with some really cool stuff that should help you figure out some things along your way. So that's um that's what we do. That's super interesting. That's a, so it's, it's a lot more than just putting a workout together for somebody. It's, it's the whole community. It's, it's bigger than just a workout. It's bigger than just a get yourself together and in shape for a hunt. It's like, mm -hmm. like, um, y'all's tagline, um, fits a hunt. Uh, what was it? Hunt for hunt a lifetime for, yeah. or whatever. Train the end of it. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's getting a hunt essentially, emphasizing on hunting for the rest of your life mm -hmm. not just one hunt but big picture right right yeah that's that's awesome yeah well and i think that's where jeremy and i built a friendship so long ago was based on 
kind of those principles that he holds and I hold on to that it's it's more important to build a friendship than it is to you know make money and I think that's you know I've hold, I've held true to that this whole entire time Jeremy that's I mean I get random texts from Jeremy hey can you photoshop this or hey <laughs> I I cooked this pizza again or I think the the one that made me the happiest most recently was hey we finally butchered our own deer yeah. and you know I've been bugging him for 10 years to butcher his own deer and it finally like you know Finally clicked, finally broke him. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but I think that's that's that whole aspect about it, you know, about it, and why every time someone asks about a program, I send them your way. Or right. I remember you and I talking years ago about getting fit to sit, right? Um, and that was that aspect. I was like, hey, you need you need to think about these turkey hunters or these deer guys that are sitting in stands all day long. It takes a lot of energy to sit and be comfortable and not cramp and not you know, and getting that, and that, that turkey's coming in at from 200 yards and you can't move with that shotgun up. It takes, right. a, it takes a lot of energy not to get fatigued when mm-hmm. you're holding yeah. weight. And when you're doing, people don't think about that. They think we're just, you know, rednecks who go out there and it's like, we shoot a turkey. I can't tell you how many times I have been sitting there with a shotgun and my, my arm is twitching because it hurts so bad. And this turkey's still hung up at like 70 yards. That's mm-hmm. why I started shooting TSS with really, you know, tight chokes. I'm like 70 yards. <laughs> done no problem um so but no i think that's why i'm excited to try this i know cody's excited to try this is definitely i've built the community with you i've built the community with nick i mean we mm-hmm. were i was at cody's ranch and nick and i were that the kings were playing his crappy team and we were talking hockey stuff as we're joking back and forth and that's who i was talking to when i was hanging out with cody was right. was nick on that and it's it's fun to see and build community with people within different platforms and have fun and then be able to utilize each other. Cause I know for years you've been utilizing, you know, recipes that I've thrown up and you've been asking questions and you know, your wife's now using the, the chili mix and not buying chili mix anymore. And so you look at all these fun things and I'm excited to finally dive into your world. Uh, because for me, you know, yes, when Cam Haynes and stuff hit, hit, hit the field, I'm like, listen, I, I have no desire to go run up the side of a mountain to go shoot an elk. Like, <laughs> I can go and hike and take my time and go shoot that elk. Uh, but now I'm looking at it as, okay, I just turned 40. I, I want to continue to do that, you know, to do this. And now that my girls are like, let's go hunt, hunt farther and hike farther. And, and then yeah. I look at my dad who for his job walked, you know, 15 to 20 miles a day and he's 70 years old and he's still out there hunting with us. And, and I'm like, okay, in 30 he's years. He's not missing a beat either out there. Well, he is because, you know, because he gets, because he gets lazy. Uh, he's slowed a little bit, but I mean, but, I look at him, okay, in 30 years, I got to be in that in that same position or more so that when my girls are in their 40s, I'm still going strong with that. And that's kind of where this aspect went over it. And, you know, it's I'm still wearing the same clothes that I've worn, but it's just I want to tone and fit it because it's the most I've, you know, it's the most I've weighed since it forever. But, yeah, you know, it's because it's all muscle. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> no, I, I agree with all that. So, of course you do, uh, man of little words. Just copy. Yeah, and paste. I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say. All right. So he just what hit, Jeremiah said he just, just hit again. Control Z or c- Control V. <laughs> copy and just, paste. Just paste it exactly what I said. But yeah, no plagiarism in words. But I know that on your website, Jeremy, you've got everything from like fixing your shoulders for like post rehab if you guys want to get out there and shoot a gun, um, or even you know how to be better in the marshes for duck hunting, which is funny because you posted a video of you dragging your sleigh with all of your duck decoys and stuff. 
and I laugh at all those guys that are duck hunters that are like gasped when they walk that 150 yards back to their car, pulling like the duck through the marsh. And you yeah. never really think about there's things you can do in the gym to strengthen you for the marsh. For that. Like my mind never goes there. I'm just like, Oh, well I know that yeah. it's duck season and I'm going to be, my legs are going to be on fire. My right. hips are going to hurt for three weeks um, right. after the first hunt. It's, it, yeah. And that's, it's interesting you pick that one because, um, we are working right now. So I've been testing out a lot of our programs that we, that we're working on. I like testing this stuff out in, in there on myself, because I mean, you, you want to see how it's actually going to translate over to, to the field. So, you know, the blueprint for what we're going to call our extreme Drake. So we've got a program called the Drake, which is going to help duck hunters with better balance in marshes, you know, strength conditioning stuff like that. But my eyes were open when nine, 10 years ago, we went on public land hunting for the very first time. And we drug this, you know, sled with three dozen decoys in it a half mile sinking in the mark, you know, sinking three inches every time you took a step. And my God, it would, legs were on fire. Lungs. I mean, it, then you got to throw them out. Then you got to hunt and you pick them up, you bring them back. Um, light bulb went off when one of my, clients here in St. Louis who's, you know, upper 50s was telling me that, you know, by doing the, these workouts, he was blowing past all of his buddies to the blind. He, he's carrying his decoys. He's carrying his gun. He's carrying their gun and they're a hundred yards behind him. And he's just straight in, straight out. And I thought, hmm, you know, so first off, the principles are working, you know, so he's, he's, we've got him bought in front. He's doing it. And not only is he doing it, he's that guy that, like I said, he's in that late fifties going into early sixties and he's not slowing down. He's, he's still going to New Mexico and chasing elk. He's still deer hunting here in Missouri. He's still duck hunting. It's great. Um, but it's, it's also bigger than that because like I said earlier, it's got this guy dialed into now. He, he never paid attention to his nutrition before. Okay. He's never paid attention to like going to the doctor for physicals. He's never paid none of that. This guy's done a 180 and it falls back into the premise of what we were talking about earlier, which is if we do this right, if we get you going, you know, solid in this one aspect to it, and it starts to translate over to, to other things, um, because the principles work for anybody. I've got, you know, high school athletes, I've got 78 year old grandma the programs work we just have to alter the programs for the type of person that you're working with and their abilities and their ages etc the blueprint the blueprint's the blueprint but specifically like just looking at the waterfowl type situation i hunt with a few uh, friends and and whatnot that um you know it's it's becoming a struggle for them now you know so and i'm 48 so you know I've, i'm hunting with guys that are a lot younger than me and i'm hearing things like um you know, hey, I shot a deer, dragging it withstanding. Um, they broke it down and they were exhausted. And I'm like, I don't think you should be exhausted. I mean, not not like you got to quit and go take a nap on that thing yeah. type situation. Well, so, that's you know, this. This is kind of where it started. Yeah. I was talking. No, because Cody, my, he bent over to fix Christmas lights. <laughs> and I went, why are you breathing so heavy? Uh-huh. Bending over. He's like, because I'm fat. And my daughter's yeah. like, is he dying? Right, right. And I'm like, and so we were right. I was like, dude, we need to lose weight. We need to get, yeah. we need just to get time fit. to do something. Because it's funny, he was like, oh, I just bent over and I can't, I, you know, 
I'm too yeah. fat, I'm too fat to tie my own shoe. And we were like, yeah, we need to, you know. And then that's, again, as you're talking about community, Cody and uh-huh. I have built a community where we can encourage each other and you yes. know, and build each other up. We Accountability partners for the past right. couple of years, like, hey, right. stop doing yeah. this. And you stopped. Or, hey, you need to do this. We do, like, and so yeah. it's not an offensive thing when I'm like, hey, you're fat. And he's like, so are you. I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. <laughs> it falls in the yep. same line as, as looking at what you're talking about is, okay, now that you have this community and you want to do it together, join our community so we can strengthen the community that you're already a part of. And I think right. that's yeah. that's where a lot of people yeah. fail, right? So today's January 1st. There's a mm-hmm. million people that are going to, you know, have a New Year's resolution to go to the gym. And if you actually look at stats, by the 3rd of January is the slowest day in any gym. So your busiest days are January 1st and 2nd, mm-hmm. and your slowest is January 3rd. Most people give up on that. And the reason is is because they're trying to do it by themselves. The same thing that goes into play when, when I teach new people how to butcher or teach people how to do whatever is – if they try to go out there and just follow a YouTube video, there's no connection. There's no accountability, right? Like this face group, you know, Facebook group that I created with Cody four years ago, you know, the from field to plate group, right. we're almost up to 19,000 people in four years. Right. And, right. People, it's taken off. and like, there's no more like fake crap. There's, it's like, it's food and, and stories and family and mm-hmm. it's encouragement. If someone's discouraging, we go in there and it's like, you shut it down instantly. Right. But it's right. crazy yeah. that people are, I mean, thriving for encouragement in, in today's craziness world that, that we're living in, or they're they're They want to be accepted for who they are and not what, for what society is telling them they have to be. And mm-hmm. again, I live here in California, Jeremy, you and I were talking, it's, you know, you can walk around and there's, you can get in trouble because you walk by and, you know, like today I held the, I held the door open for a lady. I was like, mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, thank you. I was like, you're welcome, ma'am. And she goes, excuse me. And I was like, you're welcome thing. You know, like <laughs> she got mad that I yeah. called her ma'am and you know, she was in her late 60s, 70s. And I was, again, being respectful. Right. I was doing, I was yeah. like, you're welcome, ma'am. And she was like, how do you know I'm a ma'am? And I was like, cause you got tits. Um, yeah. but that, was, that was pretty that, obvious. Yes. Cause you look like one, but it's like, you know, you walk around and it's so hard to, you know, fill this fake void that everyone's doing and, and this fake fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And so right. to be able to build a community that's based on, authenticity yeah and encouragement. just a genuine genuineness from everybody in in the community you know the encouragement the and having the accountability even amongst the the facebook group you know people calling calling other people out jeremiah really enjoys calling out people that use a, a butterball turkey um in their photos and whatnot and and calls it a, a wild turkey but you do that <laughs> oh the best oh my is, gosh the best really? is when, the best is when they put like wild duck and I'm like, really? That's a domesticated yeah. duck breast. You sure about that? That's, the fat's this thick. <laughs> wow. it's, it's it's pink meat, not dark. I'm, I, right. I've, I've shot almost every type of duck you can shoot in the U.S., uh-huh. and none of them have been a light pink color. A light pink meat, right, right, right. Yeah. None. I've, I've also shot, you know, I've shot all the turkey in the world but the goulds, and none of them have ever been giant 12-pound plump breasts <laughs> right. with, you right. know, with big old huge legs and thighs that are nice and meaty. You can, no. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I've shot almost 30 pound Easterns and they're still right. not that big. And right. so you see these people post these and they're like, Oh look, or a wild boar, you know, boar pork chop. And it's this big, thick white cut. You're like, you're a liar. <laughs> That's not right. I've even shot 400 pound pigs and none of them look like that. And yeah. so it's, you know, but again, it's that fakeness that people want to be accepted, right? People want that 10 second click and people want that. They want to be Insta famous. They want to, mm-hmm. 
have something that will get them a million views and then they can say, Hey, look, I posted this stupid deer video where I scanned over the body and I got it. That's direct. Oh, wait, (laughs) it's direct. Um, I I got 10 million with a fart video, so I can't really say anything else. Um, I'm about a million of those though. My little boy loves that video, but it's, it's crazy. And so when we were talking about this whole fit thing, it was like, Oh, we got to talk to Jeremy because of the fact that I've known you for so long and the authenticity of you is who you are. Um, and we've talked many, many, many of times and to watch who you are as a person and as a hunter and to see you admit to your mistakes as you're hunting or you and I, you know, I, this was what, six years ago, you were waiting for like the buck. I think you just had that new property or you just started like the family farm. You were just starting to do a lot of work on it. Right. has just started hunting it. And I remember this like fork walked by or something and it walked by you all season long, but you were waiting mm-hmm. for that giant mature buck and then you ended up the season not getting not getting one not getting a deer and you were like man i shouldn't have passed that buck up and it was like yes you want to build up the maturity but there's also a point where it comes to are you there to feed your family or are you just there for you know the rack on the wall which all of us have behind us so we all love it we all we (laughs) all want the big mature buck but at the end of the day when it's the end of the season and your freezer's empty it's about filling the freezer and telling a story and and you know that that little fork walked by you 400 times he was asking to die like that was god's way of saying like jeremy just just feed feed that guy to your family just just take uh and now seeing your boys on that same farm pull monsters um it it shows a lot to your you know credibility of yeah not just passing but then you looked at that saying there's no deer coming into this property what are we going to do and watching you maintain that property and start to love that property and start to, you know, it's like you went in there expecting to do something that couldn't have been done without the support of everyone. And you looking at the entire community saying, Hey, how do I make this property huntable? And I think that's where, if you're scared to get into this whole fitness aspect of it, it's like, how do I make this successful? How do I, how do I make this one stick? Cause we, we, we've all downloaded the free apps on our phone that says, Hey, lose weight. And after like two weeks, we're like, yeah, not going to happen. Um, yeah, even so much so that, you know, I put out a Bible app, thing for last year to, to read the, you know, the new Testament through the entire year. I had like right. 175 people. Yeah, we're going to do it. You know how many people finished out this year? Four. Right. I was going to say, I finished mine in the Bible. So it's five. I'm, I'm number five. So five, but five people out of the two, almost 200 plus that were like, we're going to do this. And you can go back right. and look and watch it just slowly fall off. And I think the thing is, this is, I talked to people at church. I talked to people, whatever. They're like, yeah, I missed like two days and I was just like, there's no way I can catch up. Excuse me. You can't read 10 minutes. And yeah. I think, I mean, call me right. wrong, but I think in fitness, it's probably the same deal. Like, Oh my gosh, I was sick for four days. I might as well just quit. Right. Mm-hmm. I might, or like for mm-hmm. me personally, I know you and I talked, I travel a ton for my, like I leave tomorrow morning or tomorrow at four o'clock in the afternoon right. to go fish sturgeon and to go water, you know, a waterfowl in Washington and Oregon for a week and then I come home for two days and then I go to Comstock with Cody to go hunt deer and pig and then I come home and then I go to SHOT Show and then I come home and then I go to and so it's like I'm talking to people like oh, I just can't there's no fitness routine that I can do because I travel so much yeah. and so you and I are going to talk about hey what do I do while I'm in the airport what do I do while I'm at a, at a hotel what like what are steps that I can do if I don't have a workout facility like okay pack your bag and just pick up your suitcase you know or whatever it is so I think the encouragement for me is knowing that I've got your phone number. I've got Nick's phone number. You know, it's like, Hey, 
I'm, I got a layover in the airport. What can I do to, you know, to fulfill this, you know, today's goals. And, and yeah. I think a lot of people get so scared of failing that they just don't even try. I think it's that. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff that I watch with individuals is, is, is that failing to, to plan. And so there needs always needs to be a plan A, but then there also needs to be a plan B. And so the plan B may not be A, but it's you know, better than so in 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 the app world, like with with the Bible app. I mean, because I use one as well. You know, I might go three or four days, and oh man, you know, I forgot to do that. So what? You know, you 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 jump back into that. Um, we'll, we're going to talk with both of you, like right about what is your goal number of workouts for the year. Everybody thinks about per week. I'm like, let's break it down for a year. So like five, two, two, five, <laughs> Dude, we're going to get it done. Five, five. <laughs> 208 workouts is what I do, right? It's four a week. And that's my number, right? So if I get ahead of the curve, I'm doing five work. By the time turkey season rolls around, I've got, I've got extra workouts kind of in the, in the bank over here. So that's one, but then planning them. So you're going to go on that on that trip. So how do we ebb and flow around that? Um, I see this a lot. And I've, I talk to my boys about this. I talk to my clients about this. I talk to even, even in the day job, we're starting to use the phrase sense of urgency, right? We're not putting stuff off. We're going to, we're going to take action. What, and, and that can mean a lot of different things, but, and I think this is a, I don't know if I can call it a core value, but it's something that I try to instill in in my kids is you, you need a sense of urgency out there. You know, if you got a test coming up, study for that test. If you've got a, a wrestling tournament coming up, are you doing the things throughout the week to be ready to to perform on Saturday morning? Um, if you've got a big goal at work, you know, are you are you actively forming strategies and tactics that are going to get you to that? So it all it all kind of goes together. But I think again, knowing knowing what it is that you want to do, you know, so you know, you want to drop 15 to 20 pounds before before turkey season hits. Mm-hmm. Cody, you can use a reel if you want. I shot a bunch of those last year. And I think the biggest <laughs> one was like 16 pounds. I mean, it's, that, we, we, we use mountain bird, right? It's because yeah, yeah. it's because you're hunting Texas Rios. Yeah. Come, come hunt yeah. a California Rio. They're they're at least 19 and a half. Yeah. Wow. 20 pounds. Jack shot one. I mean, they had a rope on him and, you know, great spurs. And we hung that thing up and it weighed 13 pounds. And I looked at that and I was like, that cannot be the case. And it sure was, man. I mean, he had, had everything except, uh, except girth, I guess. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but, um, no. So a lot of those things are going to, are things that we're going to talk about individually and collectively because it's important. It's, it's, it's not the program. The program is important. So don't don't mistake when I say that that you know the blog that I just put out today I use the example of guitar chords sound cool but unless you arrange them in the right way it's never going to be a song and and so workouts and and exercise plans are kind of the same thing but getting more steps all right more water looking at how you can make smaller changes in your nutrition um your sleep patterns, your stress levels, all of those things impact. And so again, it's it's diving deeper, gentlemen, into more than just, hey, we're gonna go do these exercise uh, routines and and you know, cut your fat content. Yeah. Bigger than that. It's gotta be because otherwise it will not become habit. It won't be sustainable. And you're gonna find yourself 
right back in the same thing. So, uh, so the dude I told you about, the duck hunter, right? I trained this guy for over 12 years and he's always worked out, but there was, there was something that clicked one day in a conversation that changed who he was and what he did. And it took, you know, to your point, Jeremiah, of our friendship and, and, and what it took for me to get to the point to where I'm going to go buy a grinder and a dehydrator and I'm going to start doing these things by myself. It took that constant dripping of that message to get me to say, you know what, I'm not going to pay that kind of money anymore just to have someone do something that I can do myself in my garage, you know, and, and the same thing with, with fitness. All right. It's going to take or, or wellness or nutrition or really putting the whole thing together to where you can see how you're going to become that better dad, husband, father, employee, hunter, um, neighbor, whatever the case might be. And, and when you do it, it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, to watch, you know, uh, I trained a 67 year old grandma this morning in the gym and she loves her programming. She's not a hunter. She's a hiker. She loves to, to run after her grandkids. So the same stuff that we do for people that are going to go waterfowl hunting and whatnot, we're applying the same blueprint to her and she loves it. So, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, you know, there's more to hunt in this world than just, uh, you know, ducks and deer. And I'm like, I never really thought about it that way. So, you know, our program can be for anybody, yeah. even though, mostly the outdoorsmen that we're working with well yeah you got yeah. you got turkey you got chucker you have dove all kinds of quail <laughs> you have jackrabbit Biggs. you have black jackrabbit you've got cottontail uh you've got canada geese snow geese speckle geese lesser and greater of each and every one of those you i mean i can go on and on and on about what you can kill challenge right how do you make a snow goose taste good because is probably one of the the better ones to eat. That you like that? Speckable. I think the snows taste better. Speckable. Do you really? You like them? Oh, yeah. Speck yeah. is the best, though. If you want to eat a duck. Maybe produce. you're getting the uh, the western snows. The ones over here in Missouri. Ooh, man. Well, no. So by the time they make it down to us in Texas, they're fine, I guess. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I was all the junk they've been eat, storing up, you know, well, by y'all. Well, it's kind yeah. of think about it. You yeah. guys, I mean, they had to stop in Ohio before they get to you guys. So that stuff's nasty when they're going through all that stuff to get to yeah. the how uh how has your waterfowl season been because it's been awful here in missouri uh, down here it's terrible well the thing is is like i have friends that are in montana and their their ponds still aren't frozen their lakes still aren't right. frozen so all the ducks are still Everything's delayed there's just phenomenal yeah. hunting up there yeah. i mean oh. i even i've got waterfowl guys in canada who are still guiding uh in canada usually this is kind of the slower tip yeah. they're still right. going nuts um right. we're finally starting to get some weather around here so they're starting to push but yeah. it's the numbers aren't what they were last year, but also it's that it's that warm weather. Right. Um, I know yep. in Oregon, Washington, they're still slaying it because the ducks are still sitting up there because there's still no snow. I mean, it, it's where right. we're going. It's like 39, 42, so it's not even dropping down to where anything's freezing and getting snowy yet. Um, but yeah, it's it has been. We've had a ton of teals, but teals are always early season anyway, so they're always flying. Right. Um, I was um, talking to a Texas Parks and Wildlife guy the other day um, out at the ranch. And he was saying, you know, the whole migration is so delayed just because nothing's frozen yet, you know. So down here in Texas, I mean, in Missouri, y'all probably have more birds than us just by what what's there typically, you know. I mean, we've got coastal ducks, but and right. some teal, but that's that's really it. Yeah, we it's, our our shovelers bad. are just now starting to show up, and our shovelers are the ones that show up first usually. Right. Right. For the, uh, you know, our spoonbill and shovelers are going to show up. Then we're going to get our 
bigger ducks, our gaddies, our, you know, California wid- or the Pacific widgeons we're going to get. And we really haven't even had our massive snow geese come in yet. Our, our fish and wildlife is actually talking about putting out a late, late season for snows just because right. they haven't showed up and we only have a month left right. hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a big weather system that's supposed to hit this week up in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah. we're all hoping that it'll push push the waterfall down. But it, it's all of us on the lower end are are kind of struggling just for the aspect of it. They're all still sitting in the middle and up top. Yep. Um, S- same in Missouri. Same thing in Missouri. About two hours south of here um, is a conservation area where they were killing ducks. But that's in our northern zone. So they split Missouri into three zones, mm-hmm. and uh, it's close. So there's been no weather that's pushed. So the birds down southeast Missouri where I hunt – um, the season's getting ready to go out and it's been the same birds that have been there. Uh, they, to put it politely, they do not care about your call or your decoy spread. Well, they've, they've seen it all for 60 days, man. So, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. talk, I mean, I know you, you like to drop knowledge. I'll drop knowledge. And, and if we're, right. we're, we're sitting there looking at, um, same thing's going to happen if you have a turkey that is, that is caught up, um, or a turkey that is call shy because they've been calling like crazy. Like, like your birds in Missouri, they've been called that for the past hundred years. Like it is passed on through generation, generation to generation to not go to that call. Same thing is going to happen with all these ducks in a lot of these wooded areas. Um, these these ducks these ducks are so. What I have found is if you've got an area that is being over hunted, mm-hmm. like like you guys do, right? First things first, cut down on your decoys. Put out two or three decoys out there. Uh, with with movement, don't do any stagnant decoys. So even if you got a pulley string, if you got a flicker, if you've got a mojo, throw it out there. Only two or three ducks. Why? Because everyone else is putting out 20, 30, 40, 50 duck, ducks and making this huge spread. Those right. ducks are avoiding when they see more ducks. Second, don't call. Mm-hmm. Like, leave your calls at home. Like, you're if you're out in the ponds, are you hearing the ducks call? No. They are silent, just like a wild turkey. Like, if you're hearing a like if turkeys are going call silent, all I'll do is do scratches right. or I'll take, you know, some feather flapping or whatever. Right. Those birds, you don't even, you, you don't hear toms all day long because overpressure of hunters, coyotes, bobcats, fill in the blank. And the th- same thing is going to apply to waterfowl, especially in over like, cause again, I'm in Southern California. So our ponds are slant. Like we're only allowed to hunt Wednesday, Saturdays at our ponds on public land, just because uh-huh. of the fact that you have to give the birds non pressure. But you'll, right. have, you'll have five, 600 guys at those ponds every Wednesday, every Saturday, wow. the entire season. And so these birds are so, and w- w- like we went out last time, I put out three decoys and I left the calls in the car and we uh-huh. shot, we shot more ducks than anybody else because right. everyone's calling, everyone has decoys out and these birds are like, we don't want, oh, you know what? I ended up putting yeah. this last time we went out, I spray painted a couple of my, um, my teal, mm. all black. And they painted mm-hmm. yellow noses like coots. Right. Put six coots out there, and the ducks were right. like dive bombing into me with the coots. First, because no one's shooting coots. <laughs> Second, of that's all, a that's a tactic that I've heard people yeah. use that have great success. Um, Especially you know, in places birds. where birds volume, are being like you said, they're all they're all still up north. Yep. The best the best birds that worked the field this week, we didn't we didn't call. Yep. We just let them do what they were going to do, and they were the ones that actually came in and and lit the other ones if you blew at them it was like they just they found a gear man they found an extra gear just to get that way yeah. right they were gone so it it's um uh, 
It's a weird season, man. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. And and the deal is, is people don't want to listen to it, right? They, this is how I hunt ducks. This is how I have mm-hmm. to do. This is how I have to, you know, these, these guys are setting their blinds up right on the water. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, take your blind and go five feet back. Why? Right. Because there's no movement down the water and move your decoys, right? Go look at all the ducks that are sitting along. They are one foot from to hide away from whatever. So scoot, mm-hmm. scoot your blind back and shoot them instead of being on the water. Let give them, them that, come all the way in. Yeah, give them that area. And yeah. people just, it's, I don't know. It's no one likes to take advice from somebody. They always want to be the one that giving advice. And so right. for me, if some, if some old timer or some young, even if some young kid was like, Hey, do this, this is what's working. I'm like, I'll give it a try. And yeah. you know, like, cause there was other guys at the field that said, dude, stop calling. No, I go, first of all, it's, it's a deep pond. They're not feeding. Right. So, and yeah. second of all, those are 500 teal in the air. They're not mallard. So stop using a mallard call. Right. Um, but you know, it's, Oh, I watched it on TV and this is what they do. And I watched the competition and, or you get those guys in the, in the duck field and they're just like hammering this bird. I'm like, all right. And I go out there and just sit out there and one little, yip, yip, and all of a sudden this Tom's coming in and he's trying, I mean, mm-hmm. I took out Cody. I'm like, don't call no more calling. Cause these, yeah. bird, these Tom's were like, I go, let them figure out where we are versus, Hey, I'm a, you know, and then they started working and then all of a sudden all these jets yeah. came running in and the big birds like pushed them out by Jake's, but the Jake's did exactly what the Tom's were going to do. And so it's yeah. once you understand kind of the aspect of how to hunt pressured birds. I mean, again, I hunt 99% public land. So all my animals are pressured. Are pressured. Sure. And sure. So once you figure out how to hunt a pressured animal, it actually makes you a better hunter. Like when I go out to hunt in Texas, I'm Without hunting, I'm hunting the whitetail like they're pressured or these hogs like they're pressured. And we've actually got in on, you know, like we set up a couple of new feeders. I'm like, we need to set one up here. Right. Yep. Well, it's so far away from everything else. We're seeing some of the best. We're seeing some really good deer. Right. That nobody, really that nobody knew were there because it, again, yeah. it's off the beaten path. And it's, you know, are, are these pigs that are coming out that are just these massive pigs that Monsters. no one sees. And, and it's, you know, even today we were at the amusement park and my daughters, we got off of, my wife and I went on a ride. They didn't want to go on. And we came off and they were, my daughters were waiting for us to get off. And they were looking in the wrong spot. And I told my wife, said, hey, stay behind this tree. As long as you're behind this tree, they can't see you. We can walk right up on them. She's like, what? I go, oh yeah, you're not a hunter. You know, and but I was treating that as a public land hunt. Like if I can't right, see right. if I can't see them, they can't see me. And when we walked right up to my daughters and they're looking around, right? And then we we scared them and they were like, Oh, you suck. But it's like <laughs> it's a it's just the the mechanics that go into it. And so I don't know. I know we kind of got off topic, but uh, Yeah. But I know a lot of duck hunters are struggling right now. So hopefully that little tidbit of someone that was listening um you can help somebody. Are, yeah. Maybe. Shut yep. up. Stop. <laughs> calling just <laughs> sit back relax eat one of your little stupid christmas trees that i've never eaten um that everyone i don't what, what those little little debbie yeah, yeah. I, they're good yeah, yeah. I, I almost got a little debbie sponsorship do you really <laughs> you should have you, you need to make that call i still have that guy's phone number yeah i was sitting really next to a, a little debbie's rep on an airplane and we started he had on a little debbie shirt it's like hey all on the you know as a thank you from all hunters i just want to say thank you yeah. And he started laughing. He's like, I'm a hunter too. Oh, here's my card. Call me. I'll send you some. And I was like, yeah, let's get a little Debbie sponsorship. That's but I, awesome. I can't eat any of their crap. Um, <laughs> Cody can and doesn't feel good, but yeah. Anyway, it happens. Uh, I know I told you we'll keep this at 45. So just so you guys know, Cody and I are going to be doing this journey uh, to try to lose 
our weight to try to feel to try to feel better to try to show you guys and encourage people that are listening hey this is this is doable um and then at the end of however long we set we're gonna come jump back on with jeremy and we're gonna talk about things we loved things that maybe we didn't like so much because we're always here to make things better also to feel how you know how we feel better and then go on a hunt um and and see what it does for you guys um because again i know you guys everyone reads the reviews on amazon before they purchase a product sure um so let us be that review for you uh an honest review so that you can ask us questions along our journey i know i'll be posting cody be posting too he's got a couple different accounts uh but jeremy tell everybody where they can find you on all the social platforms and then Cody will talk about your social social platforms, and then we'll we're going to kind of start this journey in the next couple, you know, next week, and y'all yep. can join along. So Jeremy, yep, yep. So website is www.stayfittohunt.com, and you can find us on Instagram at Fit to Hunt Official. Uh, our YouTube channel has, I think, roughly four hundred thirty-one different videos, which a lot of our clients are really digging those things because they're, we break them down into very short segments, right? Here's the movement pattern. Here's how it works and whatnot. And that'll be part of what you're going to be getting as well when we go through and and develop your workouts. But um, I've said it before and I'll say it right now. If you follow us, you're going to get a treasure trove of just stuff for free. And, And we do that intentionally. You know, we want people to be able to, 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 to build things and and become better in, in the order. And that's such a, like I said, you hear that all the time now. It almost gets gets cliche. But that's um that's where I'd want you to start. You know, find us on Instagram or uh, just hop on the website and jump around. And if you want to, shoot us a message and we will have a conversation. We love talking to people out there. And then the email, if they have info, is info at fittohunt.com. Stayfittohunt.com. So, Yep. If, if you're one of those people that's like, I just want to email them real quick. So just info and then it's it's that easy. So, And then Cody, you've got a couple different social media platforms they can follow along. Yep. I don't know which one you're going to be using for your um, fitness stuff. I, I'll probably do it on both of them just just because. Um, so I'll, I'll be posting from West Texas Outfitters on Instagram. You can follow along on that journey there. Or you could look at code.red.production on Instagram. Um, you can follow more. I'll probably put more in depth, like closer tracking the journey through it, um, on code red and, uh, and just do, you know, milestone parts or whatever on West Texas Outfitters. So you'll be able to see both in both locations, but one will just be more in depth and the other will be the, the highlight reel, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you can always find me at the same place you find me all the time. Uh, so if there's anything else that you guys have questions, comments, concerns, let us know in the comments or just shoot us a, any one of us, any three of us, uh, a message on any one of the social platforms. Uh, if you're over on Facebook, you want to join a food group that's going to encourage you to do better with your wild game, uh, the Front Field to Plate food group, go answer a couple simple questions, join the group. It is no BS. Uh, we're, we're up to almost 19,000 people and it's all food, all stories from, and all wild game. from, from one of our favorite old ladies, Becky, who posts... <laughs> you know, flip phone pictures to people who are posting high quality restaurants style stuff. Um, so don't feel let down, but join, as we talked earlier in this, join a community, join a group um, that's going to support you. Jeremy, you guys also started a group, right? For Facebook yep. type stuff. That it's called the join. tribe. And what we do in that one is it's, it's like you're doing food and recipes and whatnot. 
we talk some fitness in it, but um, it's really becoming more of the the application, right? So, you know, the breaking down the deer, the hunts, the stories, the things of that nature, because we're with the with the normal platforms, we're focusing so much on the the fitness wellness aspect to it. We wanted to create something that was the same, the same thing, but a little different. You know, tell us about your duck hunt. Tell us about this. Um, you know, people are posting recipes over there as well. I mean, it, it's kind of fun to have the different aspects to it, you know. And um, yeah, so if people are interested in that, it's just called the tribe and hop on in. We'd love to have you. Yeah, cool. I know I'm a part of it. I wish I, I will post, be. I wish uh, I, I, I momentarily. wish I post more, but I set I set a goal last year of cutting down social media time, and so it's it's actually been a blessing, even though it's my job. Uh, once my time is up, it's up. And Cody knows that. He's like, oh, I sent you this. I was like, I'll look at it tomorrow. I'm out of screen time. Sorry. Yeah, my screen screen time's (laughs) done for the day. So anyway, thank you all for listening. And uh, until next time, you know, stay fit to hunt.